Oh yeah, back live. Inappropriate Earl. Last week we had uh, Troy Conrad, comic, photographer, comedy voyeur. Week before we had Sophie Cooper, comedy store waitress, actress. And today we have creator of one of the most controversial shows in the history of Los Angeles comedy. Will be on Comedy Central, Montreal Just for Laughs and Beyond. The creator of Roast Battle, although some may argue that. Really only one guy. But uh, we'll get to that later. Hey, yo. Everyone put your hands together for the creator of Roast Battle, Brian Moses. <sighs> hey, yo, Moses. Who's on the battle tonight, son? Uh, tonight, it's just me and Earl, baby. Did you create BattleBots, too? Or was that... <laughs> I mean, the names, I'm just assuming. Right. It's uh, a franchise. But yeah, yeah Roast Battle, Battle, Battle Bots. Battle Bots. Uh, Battlefield Earth, yeah, Battle of the Bulge. Yeah, uh, yeah I, you got a Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> are those brass knuckles? Uh, these are uh, my uh, one of the two sponsors from Inappropriate Earl, the singer from Rat, who I know you're not a fan of. It's a different era. <laughs> these are his uh, company, uh, Mike Knuckles at Mike Knuckles on Twitter, and uh, also a pro. ProStockHockey.com uh, right. <laughs> for the three people who play hockey. And by the way, I'd like to announce that at the age of 47, I won another scoring title in my ball hockey league. Nice ball hockey. Playing against kids half my age <laughs> and AIDS. And, uh, <laughs> half you know, my AIDS. I don't mean to brag. Let's get to... <laughs> I mean... It's uh, all you do is brag, baby. It's good. Not really, dude. See, I'm, uh, I don't brag because if you got it, you don't have to flaunt it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> if you get a lot of pussy, you don't have to say, hey, I get a lot of pussy. People right. know. You know. That's all it matters. I know. Yeah. You know. I know you know. <laughs> I don't. Your phone, you you kept tender uh, in the black this year. <laughs> Literally in the I'm, black. You know what? I'm not even on Tinder. I'm not on Tinder. I'm not on Bumble. I'm not on Grinder or Blender. Well, I hope you're not on Grinder. I mean, you know, Grinder. It, it. I'm not on Grinder, but I heard it's fun. I'm not on uh, Grinder either. I uh, I was on Tinder. You're in a Grinder neighborhood. Yeah, well, Grinder, my neighborhood is Grinder. <laughs> it's like a walking live version. Uh, you know, I. A real I, walking dead with all the AIDS around here. Oh, my God. Is, I mean, I'm like uh, the only positive. I'm positive I don't have it. Oh, nice. That's uh, a negative. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. But you've had a lot of gay moments in Roast Battle. I mean, yeah, guys, we have. And they're really good and they're really funny. Uh, with kissing. straight guys, yeah, straight guys kissing other straight guys, gay guys kissing straight guys. Connor girls kissed kissing me. Girls. Yeah, Connor kissed I you. Like, what I, the yeah. fuck? I've kissed you. Yeah, we everybody's kissed, kissed you. Well, that's the great thing about now. We're gonna get and let's get into. I know you're probably sick of uh, asking or answering some of these questions, but I mean, roast battle has uh, it's been the hottest show in the L.A. for like two years, which is crazy to me. Because uh, no show stays hot for that long uh, in L.A. or anywhere else. Uh, well, what about Dublin's? How long did Dublin stay Dublin's hot? was hot for about maybe a year, and then yeah. it kind of died down. Roast Battle's gaining steam. I, right. I Isn't that crazy? Jesus. Uh, I mean, there was a time about a year ago I thought, ah, the show's dead. It's just, you know, I thought... It'd yeah, be I think we all did. I mean, there, there was a... The show was on life support for a second. 
I mean, it literally was just me and you going at You know what I mean? Like, we were I the know. ones that stuck there, and then Coach T, obviously, but... Coach T, he was looking for the uh, profit margins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, he was hurting. We're, we've all been hurting. I mean, there's there's no money in this. It's almost like uh, we're civil servants, and, uh, you know, we... I don't know. It's a, it's a thankless job, I feel like you and I do. I feel, I feel like you get thanked, though, so that's good. I don't know if I do. I think you have the toughest job, and I don't think people realize that it's your job to walk on stage immediately and start shitting on a-level judges who could tear you down any of us down not just you i mean you're, you're gonna give hannibal burst shit about his credits right and uh you know theo vaughn about his netflix special and, and, <laughs> and, or his mtv career right yeah real i don't know what he was on road rules uh real world uh uh, you know, you got to give Guy Branum, who's an animal, uh, shit about being gay, right? Uh, and and you know, a little little heavy. Uh. Well, I think on a level like some of those judges, I, I think um, it's I, I, I'm nobody when it comes to being. I mean, I, I'm you know, I'm I'm below nobody. So I, I think it's um, it you're above what, me. No, I, <laughs> I think you're above me too, man. Uh, so if I'm if I'm attacking them, I'm not so much attacking them as. I'm uh I'm just kind of I'm setting the tone, you know, and I think they respect that. Hopefully they do. I mean, nobody's really ever had a problem with with coming on. I mean, for the most part, I book all people I know. You know what I mean? Like, I think every person I've booked I know, with the exception of maybe Chris Kattan. You know, like I know on some kind of personal level. So he didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He wasn't. He's not. He's not family. Like, a, like the guys I'll call on. You know, like a Sarah Silverman or a Bill Burr or a Jeff Ross. You know, or a, the, it goes down like a, you know Nikki Glaser, Guy Brand, I'm Joe DeRosa. It's like, and I know. Every single one of the people I just said on a personal level of some of a personal level of some sort. So it's I'm not saying it's something I haven't said to them before. Is what I'm saying. Right, but it's still a very hard because uh, you know the crowd at that point is just seeing stand up, and so then they're you know you get up there and like all right go and then uh, right you know after that after you I would say I have the toughest job. Uh, Earl, you have the toughest job. No, you do, because you got to go up there first, and yeah. you got to keep the show moving and keep it going. Hey, without you, I mean, I, I can't do it. You know what well, I mean? Well, you could. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's a it's, it's more of a uh, uh, a Carson McMahon effect. I feel absolutely. like you and I have. You know what I mean? I, I, I just feel you're so essential to the show. I, I I literally couldn't. I mean, having you since I've had God, you've been there since you know day fucking one, man. Day one, and yeah. I'd like to give a special shout out before we carry it because I think a lot of people want to know about the ins and outs of this show, but. Mm -hmm. uh, to Kenny Lyon and Josh Martin. <laughs> no, it's this is how crazy this show is that right. those two fools yeah. start. I shouldn't call them fools, but those two jackals <laughs> start. Basically, th this show would not have happened probably without them. Right. It doesn't happen without them. Without Josh being upset with Kenny on some level, and then Kenny being underage, and then Kenny saying, "Fuck him for trying to kick me out. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick his ass next week when I'm 21." Yeah, if it wasn't for them, we'd have we'd have no reason to make fun of them and and you know have this this ring and circus of making fun of people. Because you uh, just to set the backstory, and I, I'm sure you've talked about this on other podcasts, but I have a very uh, niche uh, market. Yeah, rat fans, hockey fans, I love rat it. hockey. Uh, All Canada's listening to this. Well, I do get some Canadian uh, listeners. I've got a lot of uh, listeners in the south. Uh, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and I have a lot of black fans. It's crazy. 
Uh, <laughs> do you really? I do, actually. I was getting my... Ben car- Carson, all the black conservatives? He's not black. Uh, <laughs> I was in uh, getting uh, downtown LA, getting my car fixed the other day. And you know what kind of car I drive. It's definitely... Oh, yeah. It's a black guy's car. Yeah, yeah, It's even got the dub sticker on it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's got a couple Allen Ed stickers. Uh, <laughs> Dalia told me my car looked like a NASCAR uh, car because I got the stickers. Oh, yeah, I see it. And uh, so I'm at waiting and I'm like, I'm going to go get Subway, get something to eat. So I'm walking on like, where is it? Figueroa. And uh, let's just say not a lot of white people around. Right. Yeah. You just said Figueroa. So automatically you're talking about, are you in South Central LA? Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, it would be a South of Staples Center. And as I'm walking, this black guy yells at the top of his lungs, oh shit, man, you're the house racist from Roast Battle. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you're popular even what on Figueroa? Figueroa in South of Staples? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I've, I've only really had one problem. Uh, this show is hood famous now. It's not even world famous. It is. Well, Periscope is really uh, an essential... Uh, uh, you think so? You think Periscope is actually... It's, it's broadened our horizon a little bit. I think it has because it gives people... I don't think it captures the insanity. You have to be there live. Right. Absolutely. Uh, it's like a Kiss concert. Yeah, baby. You don't get it until you see it live. I right. That. I mean, you put on a Kiss CD. You're like, oh, this music's pretty bad. But then uh, <laughs> you see them play the same song live. And you're like, this is the greatest band of all time. Yeah. Um, and there's there's so many memorable moments of the show. I mean, it's too many. It I, is. I mean, I uh, it's a highlight reel. I mean, the the Jason Reitman film just captured the magic. But I mean, you could have made ten films about it. I mean, right? Uh, you still can. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Comedy Central get that uh, production company uh, working on the film. Yeah, uh, you can see us actually. What July twenty eighth through the thirty first of July in yeah. Montreal, just for laughs. Now, what is yeah. the live- Comedy Central? We're gonna be live. We're gonna be live on air July thirty first. Comedy Central. Now, a lot of people are asking me what. So the first couple shows are uh, not test shows, but like we're just there doing it live. Uh, yeah, we're yeah we're there. Can doing you talk live. about this? I think I can because I think they already they already. They announced it. Um, yeah, we're uh, they're gonna air it July twenty eighth through the thirty first. So oh, so they're in we're, every we're show. there. Yeah, we're there. The twenty the first show's on the twenty seventh, and they're filming it, and then they're filming it through that Friday, and then uh, yeah, they're gonna air it the twenty eighth through through like that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday that weekend, right before the Olympics air, right after the the Democratic National Convention. That's crazy. So we're in, right in the right. I feel like it's a nice pocket. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, some of the top roasters from here and Canada and the, the world. world, man. You're talking about, I mean, they're, gosh, they're they're looking for, for everybody. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're scouring the world for the best battles. So, I mean, if you live in Australia, if you live in China, you know what I mean? You can speak a little bit of English. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can come do the roast battle. It just depends. I mean, last year it was Tom Ballard from Australia, right. you know, Jimmy Carr from the UK, and then, you know, a bunch of... Uh, Canadians. Canadians. Yeah. Trevor... Uh, I K. Trevor Wilson. K. Tre- he was yeah. awesome. He was great. Yeah, he beat Sarah Tiana, actually. I think he's the only person to ever beat Sarah Tiana. Yeah, well, that might be a battle I'm interested in down the road. But yeah. uh, you know me, baby. I only do the pay-per-views. Yeah, you got a battle coming up, actually. I do. Joe Dosh next week. Oh, and, uh, That's going to be know. big. Well, <laughs> it's uh, good luck to the main event trying to follow that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, only a one-rounder, and I was preparing for a three-rounder. So let's just say this. Some director's cuts going to be happening. Uh, you're going to be preparing for multiple overtimes. <laughs> it's like ladies and the multiple orgasms you give Merle. Well, 
I mean, we've all seen the dick pics. So. Yeah, it's, it's a strong one. You and Jamar, everybody's seen your dick in town. Well, Jamar's... Everybody. Well, you don't believe in dick pics. You just uh, no, no. They, I, I they used see to. it live. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the roast battle. You got to see me live. Yeah, you got to see. Uh, <laughs> I showed Jimmy Carr my dick pic. He's like, "You look pretty good, man." I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> you did you really? Yeah, I didn't even really know him. I just backstage. I'm like, "Hey, man, what do you think of my new picture?" <laughs> and he goes, "You look haggard, but you got a great dick." So. <laughs> He's a funny dude, man. He's I great. He, I hope he goes back this year. God, he's, he's amazing because what I really, uh, his roasting style, and it's not really cheating, but he'll have one joke, but with like five tags. Right. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like George Perez's style where he just comes off the, the top of the dome. Yeah. It's very like, you know, it's a pit bull. It's kind of in your face. It's the same thing with Jimmy. Just, it's, uh, it's just what he's just, he's reading off of his, uh, his notebook or his binder. He's a binder full of jokes and he's just, ripping everybody well george perez can't read so uh it's, <laughs> I'm just it's 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 one of the same he's challenged me several times but uh oh man that'd be fun to see you two go you ahead. know i gotta I, I you know i take a lot of time in between battles yeah he's dude he's a champ yeah he's he's definitely uh i don't even think he's ranked which is crazy isn't that crazy yeah he's one of the best we have oh yeah now you know what do you look for you're the matchmaker you're like the the Joe Silva of, uh, you know, roast battle. Do you try and find styles that would match or do you just go, who do you want to battle? I, uh, what I like to do is when people ask, I, uh, I tell them to find an opponent that way they can, you know, they can get familiar with the process of like, you know, all right, who do it's, who do I want to fight? You know what I mean? Who do I want people to see me, you know, verbally abuse or, you know, be seen, maybe ridiculed by, you know? And, and, and I feel like more thought goes into it when it's not just me pitting people against each other. It's more, if it's your first battle, you get to find your own opponent, you know, after that, depending on, you know, I guess how well you do, because you can always come back. I've never said no to anybody coming back for the most part. So Stephen Allen Green says, I want to roast again. You would let him roast. Yeah. I say find an opponent. He's pretty, uh, He's. let's just say, if you're not familiar with Stephen Allen Green's roasting skills, uh, neither is he. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think he, Stephen has like, I think he's a battle coming up again. So. Oh boy. Yeah. There it's, you go. Well, it's just, it's, hey, it's, it's how much abuse do you want? You know, it's like, it's, it's like spanking a kid. It's like, how many times do you want to be spanked? You know, especially in public. Now I'm assuming a lot of people who want to do a roast will be listening to this, uh, You've seen every roast. I've seen every roast. Every uh, single fucking one. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you have you. The show could not happen without you. Like, if if you were sick, there, there'd be. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I would say no roast, but yeah, I, I I come to every single one of them, and it's it's a new experience every time, man. I feel like I'm a conductor of the 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 nuttiest orchestra I've ever seen. Because I don't think people realize it's a lot of spinning plates. It's. I mean, you got. You know, when people ask me, "Hey, can I hate with you?" I was like, dude, you have no idea what you're getting into. You have no clue. Yeah, this is NASCAR. Like these are professional drivers. You know what I mean? Like I look at, I look at every single one of the people that that are that are involved in Rose Battle. It goes from from you to you know Coach T to Jamar, Jeremiah, Willie, Haiti now, uh, Frank Castillo, and Jeff Ross. I mean, look, those are the staples for the most part. But that's a uh, it's it's a really good pit crew. I mean, I feel like I have the the funniest dudes in the world of stand-up comedy with me every week. I, I feel like I have an X-Men or a Wu-Tang in a sense. You may not know the, the, the reference. Yeah, there, they're but, that, uh, yeah, they're yeah, that band. They're that band, <laughs> yeah. But individually, they're, they're really great, but together, they're just, they're so good. And I feel like when uh, we all get together in that form, in that room, you know, with this format, there's, 
it's so much fun for people to watch us just lob the ball and just fucking dunk on each other. You know what I mean? Like the globe, like the globe trotters. And we all feed off of each other. Yeah. And we push each other to greatness. It's yeah. a lot of fun, man. You, I mean, you are, <laughs> you're the captain. I feel like, man. Oh uh, no, I think I'm like, uh, you're Wayne Gretzky. I'm Yari Curry. Uh, no, you're Gordy Howe, bro. You got the most goals. Well, I mean, you know, I, I do all right. You know, uh, most weeks. I mean, there's a, th- a couple bombers out there, but that's the. Not every joke is going to land in that room, uh, and you just have, have to. Uh, you have to have no fear, whether you're roasting or yeah. uh, you have to have no fear. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, there's so many moving parts. That's why I tell people it, it's really all of us. I think it's the timing you have to have to participate, you know, because you've got you, me, the wave, which is three or four guys, yeah. uh, Coach T in the back. Yeah. Uh, the judges, the four three judges. judges. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's 10 people. Right. It's a lot. And then two roasters. Yeah, two. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, there's two roasters, too. <laughs> and you've got the crowd. Right, uh, the crowd. Yeah, they're characters, too. And then you've got, like, you know, people like Hinchcliffe, who's, like, maybe one week not judging, but mm-hmm. he's sitting up there, so he's going to participate. Right. And, you know, one of the secret assassins lately, Jerron Horton. Ron Horton is like the the Beltway sniper. You really <laughs> crouching down. That's a uh, that's America's first uh, black sniper or black uh, sorry serial killer. Well, at least that guy was a good shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, you know we don't want to get into shots and roast battle. It's you know, <laughs> somebody died. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, somebody know. got murdered up front, and they thought it was because of us. That was that had nothing to do with us. Well, I know it could have happened at Saddle Ranch. Uh, yeah. But uh, let's—I've been uh, told not to talk about that. So <laughs> gotcha. The heat is on. Uh, <laughs> Still. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the the I do what I'm told. So uh, hey, hey, uh, we'll just you edit, can edit that this part. out. Yeah. <laughs> edit that. Part. I don't edit anything. I've had two people say the N word on this podcast. Uh, Never edited it. One was Jeremy Paul. He's allowed. Okay. Because. Uh, he's black and then the other was carlos herrera Oof. and uh, oh, carlos say it he said i forget the context but he said it and then he's like hey man you're gonna edit that out i'm like nope oh so he's hated now by the way i didn't know that, that carlos said that it's good to know so now i now i know to go he'd be a great battler but uh you think out, so he's out of the game what do you think makes a great battler well earl you make a great battler so i want to ask you that question uh, I mean, well, for me, I think uh, I really like next week. I'm going up against Joe Dosh. Exactly, and uh, and Joe's great because he doesn't use notes. He's uh, his stage presence is very strong and it's very um, it's very confident. You know, he's, his chin's always up. He's always looking right at you when he's saying these things. He's like he's not pulling any punches. He's like I'm saying this to your face. I've already memorized what I was gonna, you know, what I already wrote. And he's just, he's performing it. It's very, uh, it's strong. It's biting. It's sharp. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's well, it's a well, pro- it's a well-produced product that Joe, that Joe Dosh. I agree. Uh, you know, displays. I, I'm more of a counter puncher. You okay. Know? I, uh, you gotta get hit first. Like I gotta hockey. get hit first. And then, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I think in my two recent battles with Olivia and Keith, I, I let them go first. Yeah. And then I just went into rebuttals. And, uh, <laughs> but I write a lot. I write, I think for Olivia, I had 400 jokes. Jeez. Literally. 400 jokes. 
406. It's like the same as her weight, 400. Hey, so. No, no. Uh, well, you know, there might be another battle between the two of us at some point. Really? I think I'm the only winner who wants a rematch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, for another uh, for hey, another man. podcast. You're all Lee. I love it. Uh, and no, she's a good girl. So, yeah. uh, and when she gets back, I think people forget how good she is. No, I, I think not, not the right people. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But she's a great... Uh, you know, like she to me is what makes a great battler because she, look, you know, I don't know how she goes about her preparation, but she owns her roasting faults, right? Uh, and she's like, okay, I mean, I don't think she's fat, but like it, in terms of the roast, she probably will be, you know, made fun of for whatever uh, her right. body image. Any is. physical, yeah, any anything physical, you know, you can see you know, observationally. It, that that's almost like snapping. Like, yeah, you can say, you know, Olivia, yada yada yada. What makes a great battler? I, I would say, just seeing all these, and I think you know, you, you can attest to this too, is uh, having having good jokes first, obviously. Being oh, a good performer, maybe second, because if if you just have good jokes, you're just saying them. I mean, if you have if you have no stage presence, it's it's going to hurt you. You know what I mean? It's like wrestling in that sense, or it's like being a stage performer of you get to you have to present these jokes. You know. And if it's a fighting form, and then present him like it's a fight, you know. Pat Barker's funny because he's he just looks like he's just so he's got this this energetic, uh, you know, sport energy about him. You know, like when he says a joke, he's like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" And he right. comes back into it. You know, Conor McSpadden's great because he lets everything roll off of him. You can say the hardest joke about Conor McSpadden, and things will just roll right off of him. You know, same thing with Keith Carey. He, there's he's the biggest target of all. I feel like because there's so many things you can you can say about Keith. You know what I mean? That are not public. But he, 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 it's just great joke writing and he's just so sharp and he's so present in the moment, you know? Oh, I agree. I mean, I think like, you know, when I'm roasting someone, I look at myself in the mirror naked. Right. And I say, what can they make fun of? (laughs) Yeah. Because, by the way, it doesn't take the best comics. I mean, listen, I've seen really good stand-up comics really fail at this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I won't say who, but I've had some amazing people sit next to me at the haters table. And they just they got scared. Yeah, like Pete Carnacion. He's like he's not he's not known as a stand up comic. I mean, God, he wouldn't even call himself a stand up because he, he barely does it or doesn't do it. You know, but he's he's a hell of a battler. Oh, hell I of think a he's uh, he might have the best fight card of all time. Right. He's got the toughest road. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's won a bunch. He's lost a bunch. He's probably lost more than he's won. But he's always a great fight. You know. See, that's my goal is to have the greatest fight card ever. Yeah, you've only lost once to well, I mean, Whitney Rice. There was a, uh, I don't know, some wonky judging going on in that battle. I uh, that. You know, but she beat me, no doubt about it. And, you know, my first battle, let me tell I get a lot of shit for my first roast battle win, which was against the Boom. legendary Boon Shakalaka. <laughs> you, you ripped him apart. That was crazy. You came in the room and just like an AK-47 just ripped him to shreds. But let me tell you something right now. There's, I think there's a top 60 uh, ranked roast battlers. Mm-hmm. I would put money on Boone Shakalaka against, I would say, number th- 35 to 60. I think he could beat anyone. Yeah. I think Boone's smarter than everybody. I, I think he's Kaiser Sose of stand up comedy. Well, his st- roasting style is just to say the same line 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> it would easy. kill, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, who does your hair? Mm. Uh, well, you have AIDS. Well, who does your hair? Right. I mean, you talk about Conor McSpadden letting stuff roll off of him. I mean, uh, Boone is uh, so I count that victory. Uh, yeah, Boone's tough. Boone's. Uh, I you know he probably wouldn't do too well against the top twenty. Maybe. I mean, who knows? 
Well, I mean, there's a lot. We didn't give Boone a chance yet. You know, there was that one time we tried, and you know, Boone, you just you ripped him to pieces. He's pretty he quick. Been back. Yeah, he he's, is quick. He's I'll give him quick. that. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, I mean, you know, I just want to be like the Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar only had like ten fights in the UFC. Right. But they were all against champions. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and I will. Only take on people in the top 10. Nice. All right. And I get a lot of people asking me to battle. Everybody wants to. Well, I think they see, uh, you know. It's like any sport. It's like, you know, anybody can do it, but it's also like, you know, it's how good can you be at it? And I think people want to try their hand at it to see. Well, I don't understand these comics who want to battle their unfunny friends from Long Beach or Orange County to get a win. It's like, what have you proved? Right. Proved nothing. Well, they get to be seen. I mean, I, I see the appeal. I'm, I'm not going to fault them for that, you know, bringing, bringing their buddy in and all of a sudden, you know, like now you're, you know, you're the toast of the open mic circuit. I know? mean, the top That's 20 fun. is like, I mean, really, they're probably the top 30. Anyone could beat anyone. I mean, everyone loses. Everyone loses. And I feel like I feel like that's arbitrary. I mean, I, I know on paper it's not, but it's in that room during that show. I feel like the, the winning, if it's a good fight, it's arbitrary. So I don't even see your your loss to, to whoever it was, Whitney. It was like, that's not even a loss because whoever, who really remembers that fight? You know? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, that's when she yeah kissed uh, the other wrestler. No, no, that was uh, that was when uh, I battled John Morrison. Because uh, Dolph Ziggler couldn't uh, make it that week. Or when's what? Dolph gonna battle you? He's uh, he's pretty funny, and he, I've heard you keep saying that. Tiana tells me that. Everybody keeps telling me that Dolph Ziggler's funny. He's very quick, uh, but uh, I, I've, I'll be ready. Yeah, but he's you know those pro wrestlers are so fucking busy. I would love to get Ziggler in on this. Oh my god! I mean, and he's you know a he's lot of, busier now though. It's like people love that guy. He's he's getting booked everywhere. Yeah, I mean he he gets uh, he he should be much bigger than he is. But I think uh, it's about he thinks like he just signed for a movie or something. He does those WWE movies which oh, okay. go like straight to laser disc. Those things are <laughs> so fucking bad. Straight to Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean right to uh, ColecoVision. <laughs> Damn, Dude, that's old. That's school old there. school, baby. I had uh, straight to Atari. I had uh, what was it that. Magnavox system Odyssey. Did you really? Like the baseball players were just sticks. Oh man, that's crazy! Like I don't even remember that. That's how old that is. That's th- crazy. I mean, and then uh, their football game was like the ball wouldn't go in the air. Tecmo Bowl. You I had love the fucking Bowl. the ball that was like, a lot of fun. You throw a long bomb and it would just skirt across the bottom of the stream. <laughs> and that was their Tecmo Bowl, the, yeah. the Magnavox. And that, but I was a killer with uh, who was the guy, the kick returner for the Chicago Bears. I think it was something Hester. Oh, Devin Hester. No, right. it was like I, I think right before him. Uh, it was you could if you got the ball and you just went to the bottom of the screen, he'd score every time. Really? So uh, that's my review of Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> I love listen Tecmo Bowl. Bo Jackson, that's the secret. The, oh, absolutely. The real deal. Yeah. But getting back to uh, what makes a good roaster, because I want to help keep the quality of the show. Uh, okay. Yes, you do. And you, By the way, you're like the Sandman in a sense with your, with your hating, because, you know, of the... Uh, of the bad battles of the world, you keep them honest with like, oh yeah, you know, do another one. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's, uh, I think a lot of people don't, um, like I know of one uh, battle that's happening in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tried to talk the guy out of doing it against this guy. Are oh, you talking about Dana Snow versus Rap? No, no. Okay. But, I, well, I mean, that's, I think I'm going to be needed in that battle. Yeah, I think uh, it's this week, actually. But, uh, I mean, I, 
Well, I, I guess I'll say the name. Fuck it. Uh, Mark Stevens is going up against a guy by the name of Billy Bats. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. Is that, that this battle. week or no? I think it's a few weeks. Okay. Well, the point being is Billy Bats has never seen a show. Oh, he's never seen it? He can't do it if he hasn't seen it. He's never been there. I don't think he's ever been to the comedy store. Uh, but, you know, he probably heard uh, the show's hot. And it's the biggest mistake you can make. If you're thinking of battling... Uh, you you know you gotta watch, you gotta come to the well, show. No, no, live. yeah, that's actually my rule. Is like you have to see the show before you do it. Yeah, because you've had a few people that didn't see the show. Yeah, and, and it really, yeah, it really hurt us. Because then, then, then they make the excuse of like, "Well, I didn't get to see this." It's like, well, then why would you want to do it? And that makes your job harder. Yeah, it makes I, my job easier. That's the easier way. Yeah, yeah. It's but I I had to filter I, as as a booker. I should filter that way. I, I I always ask guys that they've seen it, and they always lie to me. I guess because I asked Mark if Billy had seen it, and I didn't know that he hadn't seen it. So he's going to get up there. He's going to think he can wing it. And then the first joke's probably going to bomb. And then uh, it's going to make Mark look bad because he's right. not going to have much to play on. So, you know, you got to go see a couple shows I would recommend. And because you will get chewed up by the judges, by me, by yeah, the man. wave, by you. Uh, it's a comedy gauntlet. I mean, it's 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 comedy American gladiators. Do you really want to get hit that much in the face? Yeah, and it's Why? not a good right, look. I got to talk to Mark and, and Billy. I didn't know that was happening. Man, it's, this is we're doing it live, baby. Yeah, this is how yeah we, we are filtering live. I expose quality people. control. Well, I you know uh, inappropriate Earl. I, I get it. Yeah, well, I mean, if the show's bad, it's it's bad for the crowd. It's bad it's for, for you. everybody. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, mean, I I always say that. By the way, I got proven wrong last week, and which is funny. Uh, I got in a big Facebook argument with some guy who books uh, clubs out in uh, Bakersfield, and I'm like almost from Bakersfield, so I'm not I'm not shitting on Bakersfield, but I'm going to shit on this guy anyway. He he was so adamant about coming down and just like picking up a check from Laugh Factory and then just doing doing the roast battles like a lark. I'm like, well, all you got to do is just find a guy who's seen it before. You guys, if you guys have both seen it, come and do it. And then uh, he tells me, well, we haven't seen it, but we're still going to do it. I'm like, I just, no, you just can't because I've been burned before. So the guy has a big thing about it. And then we just kept, you know, Facebook back and forth, whatever it was. Um, so now the rule is you can't, you literally can't do it unless you've seen it. So the last week, Cody Morley's battling Tommy Lucero. Tommy said he'd never seen it. He's like, I've seen it on, on Tumblr. I'm like, oh, you read about it. You haven't seen it. So I was oh, like, you yeah. can't do it. And Tommy's like, and by the way, we're, we're on stage where this is happening. Um, on stage at the Marino's yeah at the, yeah this is la- no 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 this is yeah this is last week you didn't see it because it was early oh okay it happened at ten forty five last week I never do battles that early but I knew this was gonna be bad so I, I did it early uh so it was Cody versus Tommy Tommy never seen it this is a live on stage I'm about to grab the mic from the kid I'm like hey man you can't do it you never seen it he's like nah I'm just like okay it's your funeral hey you guys know the rule now but this is gonna be bad so I, I'm just I'm I literally set the battle up for failure so I get off and then the kid kills. But I mean, I think that's really hated Cody Morley. But I mean, the kid did well. He never seen it, so I was proven wrong in that in that aspect. Well, Cody Morley is like the Brooklyn brawler of uh, for you wrestling freakers out there. <laughs> I get that reference. Who just got released by the WWE? It's cold business. Oh man, work for the company time. for thirty fucking years, Woo. and you're out. Long. It took him that long to get rid of that guy. Yeah, so that's your future with Cody Morley. It's going to take you. Uh, that's our Brooklyn brawler. But I mean, it's he's like the lovable loser. Loser. Yeah, I'll have him back. I, I always have. I have Stephen Allen Green back. I have everybody back, man. I'll even have Matt Taylor back, you know, if he wants to do it again. Well, powder up the room, and I'm sure <laughs> he'll be up there. Now, this is why I want you on the show. What's up, baby? Because a lot of comics have dreams. A lot of people have projects. A lot of people have uh, grand ideas that could happen. 
And you, this show roast battle started out Kenny Lyon, Josh Martin in front of four fucking people. Right. And now it's going to the number one comedy festival in the world two years in a row now. TV deal, you know, possible tours and all that good stuff. How, at what point did you, I mean, like, take us through from beginning to end. Like, when did you know I got something? When did I know I had something with the roast battle? Uh, I never really wanted to be anything like that. I, I think that's probably what makes the show so great is it, it didn't start out as something we were like, oh, I, I got to make a project. I got to sell it. It was just cooking up something in, in a room where it was like, I, I treated I treated up Micah like almost like a, a 40s jazz club. Like after hours, just we're going to go up here. We're going to riff. We're going to figure some things out. And that's in a sense kind of how this happened. So when I saw that we had something was when Jeff Ross came and judged for the first time. That was December 17, 2013. And someone had told him, hey, there's a hot... Because let me... Well, I tried the- to book him. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and let- he actually, by the way, truth be told, Jeff turned it down. It was He was dating a comic at the time I, uh, that I knew. And uh, I'd asked her, I was like, hey, you think Jeff would want to do this? This is kind of up his alley. And uh, and she was like, I'll ask. And then, like, you know, I, I asked. And, you know, he, he actually he was nice enough to email me and say, like, hey, I can't do it. I'll be, I'll be somewhere else. And then... Um, it was Benji Aflalo versus Yasser Lester. Now, if you know Yasser, he writes on Girls and the Carmichael Show on NBC, which got picked up for another season. Uh, and Benji Aflalo, who writes for the Comedy Central Roast and for the Nikki Glazer Show, now on Comedy Central. Um, so they were battling, and it was one of the best battles I've ever. I still have seen it to this day. So it's still top five, one that I've seen it to this day. Uh, and it's somebody, somebody they were judging, and then Brett Ernst. And Brett Ernst was so gung ho about it because this is so up his alley, too. And then Brett cancels on me literally like 45 minutes before i'm like fuck i need i need a judge and a good one um and then jeff just happens to be there with virginia you know what i mean and then uh i was he was i was like hey man i got this thing and it's it's benji you know benji really well he's like oh yeah i'll come check it out so it comes up and I, he just wants to he just sits up there and judges and loved it lost his mind and the next day i was like hey uh would you be interested in doing something and i said why not why not you know i'm already why not so then yeah that's what happened we uh he says let's try to do a tv show and i said why not so that's i mean i think then when i saw that guy say hey i want to do things i want to do that then actually everywhere else we went dude it was literally like everybody comes in that show i get offers every week about that show i mean just to be truth be told every week i'll have a producer i'll have some you know some junior agent or some big agent being like hey i can sell this for you let me tell you how hey i can sell this for you let me tell you how and, you know, it was just trusting in that the first, you know, the first couple guys I thought trying to sell on the show. Oh, yeah. I know one of them. Yeah. And it was the first thing they say is get rid of the racist guy. We can't work with him. No, I'm just kidding. No, no they actually, they loved you. They I just want to figure out how to uh, not make work it, it in. so uh, provocative. Work it in. Yeah. Uh, and so then you had to get uh, through some uh, behind the scenes business uh, dealings. Right. I mean, this thing has gone through so much turmoil just, you know, internally. Um, it almost imploded on itself. You know, that, that, those were the, the days where it was like, you know, after we get back from South by Southwest, it's, it's literally just me, <laughs> me and you, you know what I mean? It's me, you and coach. And I was not at South by Southwest because I was not a fan of the travel arrangements. Yeah, it was fucked up. Uh, but that this is like the show. That, I guess the point I'm trying to make is uh, for once in my life, I'm trying to help you backstabbing ghouls in L.A. comedy. You know, no idea uh, is 
out of reach if you really put the work in. Like, because before roast battle, Stephanie Simbari was hosting an open mic that in the belly room that was, uh, you know, I think she would admit probably not very good. Uh, There's a bunch of animals in there, and then you took it over. Yeah, it was actually that was that was Stephanie Stephanie's idea was to have that thing, and uh, you know, uh, underlying it was my it was I wanted it I wanted the mic I was I wanted a mic there I knew if I had Stephanie with me. Uh, because she knew so many people, you know, and fucking listen, people come up because there's a pretty girl. It's crazy, but that's what happens. You know what I mean? And they're just like, Oh, I want to see Stephanie. I want to hang out with Stephanie. So it's yeah. like, I was going to get better comics coming because they wanted to hang out with Stephanie. Oh, chicks equals dicks. Dude, it was insane. So like to have her and you know, to like learn, you know, it was, it was learning how to work with people, how to co-work with people, you know, it didn't work out, uh, you know, and then. And I didn't mean it was bad because no, of no, her. No, I just fun. meant, you know, it's an open mic on a yeah. Tuesday night. You know, it's, you're getting like the. Yeah. The riffraff. Yeah, it was actually, you know, it, it was working out. There was a time where Sarah Silverman did like an hour in there. You know what I mean? So it wasn't so much the uh, the room was bad. So in seeing that, I was like, okay, I want, the, whenever, it, listen, this is going to get fucking rid of because, <laughs> it because for whatever happened. Uh, but I got it back, I want to say like mid Mid-March 2013, and then, you know, in July 2013, the fucking Rose Battle happens. And then after that, it just it just grew and grew every month. And then up until, like, you talk about the new year 2014, it's like that thing just fucking took off, man. That's crazy. I mean, every yeah. week it's standing room only. Yeah, still. Uh, word of mouth is... Uh, yeah, we would, we didn't really push it a lot. We weren't trying to, like, weren't trying to get people there, that kind of thing. It, was, it literally was a word of mouth thing. It was like a speakeasy of, like, have you heard about this show? You know, and that's why... It hasn't been hard for me to get any judge I want. People still ask to judge. People still ask to battle. It's like the 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 booking is is endless on this thing. It's it's bottomless. Like there's literally one week I ha- I, I just have not done it. I, we've done it every week because somebody wants to do it, wants to judge it, wants to wants to roast. You want to hey, I want to host. The way he wants to be there and do their thing. You know, it's the yeah, it's endless. I mean, it's it's uh, but it's like a, the little show that could. <laughs> yeah, man. Because we all help each other out. I mean, Coach T is yeah. probably the star of the show. I mean, how he cues up a song not yeah. knowing the reference is coming, and two seconds later, there's a Smash Mouth song on. It is his brain, his his hands on that not turntable are as quick as your mouth, and as fast as you can get an insult or a joke out. It's you two are incredible. The, the, as fast, it's it. I'm still astounded every week when I see how fast you are or how fast he is. It's but, crazy quick. Like someone will make it, it, it's like we're not doing them justice, but someone will say a joke about Motley Crue, or and literally a second later, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Feelgood's playing. Right. But I, I don't know how many thousands of songs. I mean, he must be looking at a screen of a thousand songs like that. And he just, uh, the man just knows his stuff, man. It's it's crazy. He is a uh, he's a musical fucking genius. He really gets it. And when someone bombs, he's got the, the appropriate yeah. sound effect. <laughs> he's got the taps queued up or we'll have, yeah. yeah the bomb will have some Mario theme song in the back or some sound effect. Yeah, the man's the man's the best. And so I mean it's uh, bigger and better things uh, coming for Roast Battle. Dude, July twenty eighth through the thirty first. That'd be on Comedy Central. The biggest festival. This is like this if you don't know what JFL and uh you know, I mean listen, uh I was happy to be there last year. I mean, it's not really how I wanted to make my market just for laughs. laughs. But at uh, 47, I think it's a little late in the game for new faces. 
<laughs> it's never too late, Earl. Well, it might be on that. Uh, maybe uh, new black faces. <laughs> uh, You're going blackface uh, next year. Uh, well, you know, I listen. I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, let's just say uh, I, my idea of wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey didn't work out as I had anticipated it to. <laughs> uh, so I was looking at plane tickets to leave that next day. Oh, man. And then, I'm glad you stayed. Well, I mean, thanks to Jason Reitman, who talked me off the ledge. Oh, man. He's like, dude, just be you. You know, make fun of all the Jews in the room. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, There's like agents and managers and like people who could help me. He's like, dude, just do what you do in the belly room, but do it here. And uh, I think. Wow, that, I didn't know that. The next night, I uh, you know said something about being in a room with all these Jew agents and managers, and I got about four cards from managers <laughs> going, "Hey, we're we're those Jew agents. Call me." <laughs> so. Oh man, yeah, I forget that uh, that Jason Reitman is like the roast battle whisperer. Like he is, he protects us, he helps us, he's he's guided us through a lot of things. Yeah. Well, he's like, uh, you know, I mean, that's to me one of the funnest things about the show is like. When he brought his dad there. Right, like, Ivan Reitman. God. I mean, that's like, I mean, it's just that's, like. It's comedy royalty. It's beyond. I mean, yeah. it's like every. Icon. Yeah, I mean, it's like from Meatballs to Stripes to Ghostbusters to Twins to. Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. Uh, Dave. I mean. I mean Draft Day. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and then Jason Scott, thank you for not smoking. Uh, Juno. Juno is showing Hulu. I Up mean, in the air. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, it's just, to get to do comedy in front of Ivan Reitman was like, wow, this yeah. is great. And then, you know, Dave Chappelle, I mean. Dave Chappelle, Jim Carrey, Christian Slater, Brett Ratner, uh, Mario Andre. <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, it's a who's who. Uh, yeah. and it's, so that's, I mean, there's John so many Mayer. fun parts of the show. And then, uh, you know, so. Uh, yeah, the you, show doesn't disappoint. I mean, uh, as many times as I want. I mean, like, listen, there's, there's good days and there's bad days. But to really reflect on it, it's like it is an experience for any person who comes in there brand new. And to the and the fans that keep coming and listening and watching on Periscope or, the you know, the comics in the back who, who are in there every week. You know, just, just being a part of it. It really is a scene. And it's created a community culture there that uh, I think we can be really proud of. Yeah, I mean, I, and I love how everyone helps each other on their jokes and uh, you know, Omid Singh has an open mic on Sundays that people go to uh, right. to try their jokes out. I mean, that really helped me out. Uh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, well, no, I mean, it's good to get, you know, it's... Uh, well, some... I, I hear people in the community don't like it so much. I, I know uh, I hear when like people go to Silver Lake Lounge uh, like on a Friday for their open mic, like, you know, comics don't want to hear roast jokes. They don't want to hear roast battle jokes. People are tired of roast battle. But I think it's those people who haven't seen the show, you know. And maybe, listen, these jokes by themselves, yeah, they're harsh. And if you're going to a mic that's very supportive, you don't want to hear negativity about somebody. So I understand that, too. But I think it's more in the point of, yes, these. I think the records are arbitrary. I think the jokes, listen, they're not, they're not going to be using these jokes after that After that fight. These are This is material that that's like it's... It it's uh, biodegradable. You know what I mean? It's done after that. You're never going to hear the set again. Yeah, yeah, and it's the more people do the jokes, it's the harder it is to write for people. Like, you know, you take like, uh, you know, like Keith Carey. You mm -hmm. know, he's battled what I think twelve times. Right. So there's been every fat joke in the world on him. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, so no, I mean that that's, that's people's game between make, make better fat jokes. Yeah, Joe you know? Dosh. I mean, you know, I'm struggling writing. Uh, you know, a funny gay joke about him because they've all been done. So right. it's a great writing exercise. Uh, 
you know, to challenge yourself, not just to do a gay joke, but to do a better gay, gay joke. joke. Right. Like Dan Nolan's joke on uh, Pat Barker's miscarriage situation. Oh. That's like the perfect roast joke. It's beautiful. I but, mean, that was a beautiful, be I, that's such a hard joke to do. And the fact that it, it landed so great over there in Satan's playground, also known as the belly room, was yeah. fucking beautiful, man. But to roast, someone's going to have to roast Pat Barker again, and you're going to have to make a miscarriage joke because it's just... Even it's, better than Dan's, yeah. It's good luck trying to uh, write a better... Or the uh, one Keith Carey had on uh, Olivia, uh, something about her... Uh, and, you know, you got to keep in mind, this is, you know, it's part of the show, guys, but there was a uh, <laughs> sexual assault joke Keith made uh, about 40 acres and a mule. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, good luck trying to top that. I mean, it's just... Like, I mean, it's crazy. There's nothing left. Uh, there's no uh, right. stone left unturned. I mean... Uh, it, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it is like a dunk contest, you know what I mean? Or like a, like a shootout, you know what I mean? It's just fun. You just get to see, oh, it is just the best jokes and... You know, just these young, hungry, you know, performers just like perform, you know, just spitting them. It's, it, dude, it's a lot of fun. It's raw. It's edgy. It's, it feels, it's provocative. It feels dangerous. You know, it's, it's all those things. Well, it is dangerous because when you bomb up there, no, you don't bomb. Oh, I bomb, bro. <laughs> Not really, because you're more commentating, like, it, it, you know. Right. I remember in the early days, it was like I, I would try to, you know, like Jeff had to teach me that. Like when I would introduce like some of the roasters or, you know, even some of the judges, he was like, scale back a little bit. You're, gonna, you're either taking somebody's jokes or it's just it's a little it's not it's not funny enough. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes I go, I'll have nothing. You know, like I've, Annie Letterman told me that she's like, you're going to go up there with nothing again. I'm just like, I just don't want to step on kids jokes. You know what I mean? Because like as a host, you can it's you kind of you get the easy ones. I, I get the I can do the hacky jokes about, you know, me being a terrorist or, you know, Keith being a fucking human boil or something, you know, something easy like that. So it's like I, I, I can, I can get those. A human, you know, boy. but like I, I, Jeff said, stop doing those because you're gonna step on one of the kids' jokes. So, well, see, I have the opposite view on that. Like I know I stepped on someone's joke uh, when you brought up uh, Nicole Amy's funny girls. And, oh right. You know, I instantly shot back. That show is false advertising, and. Uh, <laughs> I think that was Chris Lev's first joke, but it's, right. like, it's a jungle up there, man. But you also got to pay attention too, because it's like if you if you hear somebody in the room do your joke, then you need to go to something. You need to go to B real quick and get out of A. I mean, I felt bad, but it's like, uh, yeah. you know. And another reason you should, I think, watch the show uh, if you're battling and you bomb, and let's I bomb there as well. Uh, like yeah. I remember a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this guy bombed. I said, you got to do that one again, man. It might go over better. He's like, I'm not fucking listening to you. Like, he thought I was being serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you've apparently not seen the, the show. The show, right. God. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but Periscope is, I love the Periscope fans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're, out of, they're out of their minds. Man. <laughs> they're awesome. I mean, they're, they're trolls, you know? It's fun. Yeah, it's like, wow, this show sucks. Uh, this guy bombs. It's, this guy takes it in the ass. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I do not. Yeah. We got so. a bunch of geniuses on, on the internet, as always. But that's what I think has made the show, like, giving it a second, you know, life or wind or right. whatever is, like, and it probably made Comedy Central and others go, wow, this has got a great online... Oh, dude, I'll tell you this. They were, no, and this might be a break. I, I don't know if I can talk about this. Breaking yeah. news. D -d 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 yeah, they didn't like the Periscope. Oh. Nobody did. They, they they all thought it was a bad idea. Um, 
and maybe in a sense it was in the beginning, but I thought it was a good thing because that it, then it takes ownership in, on us. It's like there were so many other people doing this. Not even saying it's a copycat thing. It's just they they heard this was doing well and other people were talking about it, uh, and they just they started doing it. Like people in Wisconsin or you know DC or Winnipeg. Or, yeah, it, yeah, Winnipeg. God, there the was same a, font. They didn't yeah, even yeah. try and hide it. <laughs> yeah, Ontario. You know, I mean, like there's there's been so many copycat type shows. Seattle. You know, it's New York, but yeah, the New yeah. York's a sister show, correct? The Stand is. The one at the stand is the right, one. Right, yeah, yeah, not the other one. Yeah, the one that Mike Lawrence and Luis J. Gomez, that's our sister show. Uh, and those guys are yeah, at the stand. They do fucking, they do wonders over there. They oh, get, Luis. They is get the, the best, best judges they had, and they get the best battles, I feel like, in New York. But you, I don't think you can duplicate what we do. Right. And I'm sure everyone says that about their idea or their yeah. show. So I'm it, saying, like, the Periscope, I think that really saved us. It didn't hurt us. They just thought, oh, you're giving away for free. I'm like, I mean, in a sense, we kind of have to, you know, because some people are doing this. It's like, I want people to know it's us. You know, as bad as the show may seem on Periscope, I want people should know it's us doing this. They, they should know Earl's the hater. They should know the wave. They should know, you know, me, coach, you know, and, and whenever Jeff comes in, Jeff. So I, I feel like that was us taking ownership. And I think what gave this show a second wind was Jason Reitman's uh, short film. Now tell us about that because I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but uh, Sundance oh, Film great. Festival. You are great. Nick. I got the AIDS line in there. <laughs> I would have thought they would have uh, uh, probably my favorite line I've ever done is uh, the opening... Like, oh, the Dan Cook one. The mini monologue yeah. I gave to Dan Cook. Yeah. Oh, there's no way that they can keep that in. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, just think about it. There's no way. But why not? Because then it's like, it's it's probably dissing the Laugh Factory. You know, it's dissing Dane a little bit. We're not going to take Rose Pat with the Laugh Factory. No prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dane came up to me afterwards like, hey, man, let's get together. I'll write you some better shit. <laughs> See, he's roasting too. So it's, it's, it's infectious. Uh, Jason's film... So uh, I think yeah, Jason approaches me because he's a fan. He approached me last year about, you know, like just wanted to shoot it because he just wanted to see if it could be done. Now, who brought him on board? Jeff Ross? No, that was Ashley Barnhill. The great Ashley Barnhill. Yeah. They uh, they knew each other from Austin because she worked on uh, his movie Men, Women, and Children, which was shot in Austin. That's where she was uh, went going to school, I think. Right. So then, um, yeah, she, uh, she, she ends up being a comic. And uh, she does the roast battle. She tells him about it. Um, and then she brings him. And it's the night thing, like Jay, uh, I can't say his last name, Shandrick Kaskar, the guy who directed uh, Start uh, oh, yeah. Super Troopers. Right, it's not he's there. And I line up a joke about Jay or something like that. And then uh, Jason comes up. He's like, man, you really, you really got Jay. I was good. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I'll do you too. Who are you again? You know what I mean? I didn't know who the guy was. And then like, you know, I think he just kind of dug that. And then ever since we've been really good friends, but he comes back every week because he's just such a fan and he dissects it. I mean, you know, the guy's so busy. He's got so many projects, you know, and then for him to take time and, and do that for us, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? And then for it to get to Sundance, I think that's uh, that's crazy. It's a testament to the show and to his love of the show. And that, I think that's what gives us a second wind. When that show goes, when he gets announced as going to Sundance, I think that gives it a second wind of like, this thing's still going on. This show's still happening, you know? So, and we did, we did wonders in uh, Adjust for Laughs. I mean, that's not, that's not me saying this. That's them saying that to, to us, saying like, we've never seen a show like yours ever Adjust for Laughs in all of our years. We've never seen a show like yours at, at South by Southwest. Thank you so much, that kind of thing. What so, was the talk of the festival? Which is saying something. Everybody I mean, came. Like, there was a point where... Michael Che and Bridget Everett and like, you know, the cast of SNL couldn't get into the roast battle because we were over capacity. I mean, Rob Schneider had to sit in the back. Right. <laughs> and trust me, that doesn't happen often. No, man. It's... Deuce Bigelow, don't be sitting in the back behind, uh, you know, I don't know, Shabadoo Quinones. <laughs> you know? Jesus. 
<laughs> so I love you, man. Front row, front row Rob, baby. And then... Uh, yeah, Michael Fassbender, Aaron Rodgers. Remember that joke you had about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, I do, unfortunately. Well, I thought I'd take a shot. Early. I, it was you know, good. I think... I, I mean, I, I coaxed you into it, by the way. So, I mean. No, I think I uh, basically, uh, I don't think I've ever uh, let this known. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was uh, in the crowd and. Uh, with his wife, yeah. Olivia with Olivia's like, she's beautiful. He's obviously, I mean, I'm a Steeler guy, but, uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's like a, probably the top quarterback in the league. And we're right. just saying something. There's 32 <laughs> quarterbacks in the league, all the best at their job right he's the best of those 32 maybe roethlisberger when he's got his mind straight yeah <laughs> uh and uh you know in theory he'd never seen the show before so uh i had a joke about how moses looks like one of those receivers Aaron Rodgers always overthrows oh i thought it was so good but you know i'm partial to you so i mean i thought the crowd not. dug it too he just looked at me like fuck you man. right 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 i make 12 million dollars a year doing this and you're making you know yeah, a it, couple yeah. shackles <laughs> a couple skakels couple skakels i felt so bad i tried to find him after the show to apologize to him but uh, it was such a such an easy <coughs> such an easy and light dig it's not i mean it's there's worse it been it's, up there yeah, i mean yeah. uh you know if, if i can do uh olivia rape jokes and and uh, yeah. uh keith can have, hear jokes about his mom being a whore and right. connor mcspadden being molested and he laughs at it right yeah uh, yeah keith you know watching his mother take like nine dicks at one time loads and then connor being molested by his you know whatever yeah, and kenny yeah. lyon who i think had one of the best roast jokes ever who what was kenny, kenny lyon uh when he was battling i think michael Mansoor. And he said, uh, I'd rather get another six inches of my brother than listen to six more minutes of you. Ooh, that is a good one. That's pretty funny, man. Yeah. And listen, so man, Kenny's, you know, Kenny's the pioneer. But this is a guy who got fucked in the ass by his brother, mm -hmm. and he's willing to take a joke about it. And, yeah. you know, I mean, if I had gotten that by my brother, I would not be in the belly room talking about it. But Right, you'd be in the main room. Right, I'd be headlining. <laughs> I mean, I, I, get, I had Kenny Lyon at the haters table once. It was a big mistake. Yeah. I, gave, I gave him a shot. I said, it's hard, man. It's not easy. That's Listen, the firing squad is the judges. You know what I mean? It's you guys in the corner who have to be like the villains. It's yeah. Not, it's, not easy be, it's not easy being unlikable. You know what I mean? And it's funny. Your, yeah, exactly. You make, you make it likable. You're the most lovable villain I've ever seen. Well, I think it's done so over the top that no one could think I'm serious. Like when I do a joke about, I got a joke on Joe that's gonna, it's either gonna make me or break me. Yeah. Uh, it's because it, it covers two topics, but uh, you know, you, you got to uh, have no fear in that room. I you bomb once to. or twice a, a show, you know, and and it's just the way it is. And I yeah. did well a couple times a show. Uh, Remember when you guys took some heat? You know what I mean? It was uh, not even you guys. It was that rule we had about the N-word thing. And then, you know, I remember Joe Torrey comes in. If you don't know Joe Torrey from Poetic Justice, and he hosted Def Jam after Martin left. It was, uh, and he started that, uh, he started tripping on Tuesday down in, uh, it was called Fat Tuesday back in the 90s. Was it Guy Torrey or Joe Torrey? That was Joe. Joe's the buff one. Oh. Guy's the skinny one that was in uh, American History X. Your, good your, movie. Yeah, your Bible. Real good movie. <laughs> uh, so Joe comes a week prior to the week he's like, gets in my face. So the week before, he's like, hey man, that show is so good. It's so hot. He's like, I love what y'all doing up there. It's crazy. You can't even get in there. So that was the week before. Week after, this whole thing comes out about, you know, D.L. Hughley's like, you know, posting about us saying, you know, 
Rose peddled this. And by the way, they've never seen the show. Dale Hugo had never seen the show, but he, right. he sees this blog where it's saying that we're, uh, we're allowing people to say the N-word. You know, white people to say the N-word. As we should. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, Joe reads about this because it's, it's big news in the black, uh, black comic community. So then literally the week after, he says that one thing to me. He comes in the next week, sits down, watches the show. It's George Perez versus somebody. Uh, I think Alex Hooper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that wasn't that wasn't the one because that was the movie. Uh, so somebody's battling George Perez. George Perez is is a Mexican. He's he's been to prison, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? But he's fucking super funny. He won the first season of Mama on MTV. He's really good at this. Uh, so anyway, a guy has a joke about George saying like, uh, you know, you're Mexican. This and George's like, come on, dog, I'm Indian. You know, <laughs> George says this. We go outside after the end of the show. Joe comes up and like corners me. I remember, I see. I remember seeing Earl. He walked by just to make sure the guy didn't punch me in the face. So Joe's like, he's cornering me. He's in my face saying like how bad my show is and how racist we are. He's like, what's up with those racist people in the corner right there? Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Joe, they, they were here last week when you said the show was so good. You actually you praised them last week. He's like, nah, that racist. 2016 has no room for, or 2015 has no room for racism. And I'm like, hey, man, we're just kind of making fun of, we're poking fun at it. You know what I mean? If, if, we, put a, if we put a lid on it, you know, then somebody's making fun of, fun of us somewhere. Why not be us? And we're just being buffoons up here, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's bullshit. Then you got people, you know, being this 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 whole room is racist. You know, that one guy called uh what, what's point. His name? Yeah, he's like, he's like, what's he's like, what's the name called that guy kid uh, an Indian? You know, or called him a called him a Mexican. He's like, he's Indian. Everybody knows he's Indian. I can see he's Indian. I'm like, Joe, his last name is Perez. He's Mexican. He was joking. Oh. He didn't like that, right? And by the way, he's still complaining about for the black side. And I'm like, Joe, we literally we, it was the uh, it was the night that the all nigga wave was gone, so it was the all uh the all terrorist wave. So they're doing a bunch of nine 11 jokes and, and, they're, and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're mocking, you know, American soldiers. So it's like, he didn't see how offensive that was. All he could see was how offensive the whites only section was. I think the next week is when we called it the haters only. We stopped yeah, calling yeah, it the whites only. He was on. Yeah. He was so mad about this whites only thing, but he, but he didn't, he was so blinded by that. He didn't see we were being offensive to, you know, people fucking giving their life for this, this country. You know what I mean? We're, we're not, we're nine 11 joking. We're fucking, we're talking about terrorism as if, as if it's a good thing. It's like, you're kidding me. If you're just telling me that, that this is the bad thing, but this isn't bad. And also you're an idiot because you think this guy's last name Perez is an Indian. Yeah, you have to really be an idiot to think I'm the comedy store, or or you as a black man. Yeah, yes. It's gonna let a real racist, you know, be your essentially your sidekick. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, because I think at the same time that was happening to you in the parking lot. I had his henchman coming up to me, and he's like, "Yo, man, what's with the racist bullshit?" I'm like. Oh, dude, it's a character like Archie Bunker. Yeah. And he's like, who the fuck is Archie Bunker? And I'm like, uh, uh, you got to talk to Moses, man. This show. <laughs> he's upstairs right now getting beat up. You're going to yeah. catch him real quick. That's the guy you want to yeah. talk to. And he turned around. And I took off, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's been so much happening with this show, man. It's been a He's it's going to be an interesting summer. I, I'm excited. We're going on the road. We're uh, we're. Fucking, we're going back to just for laughs. We're gonna be, be on television. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, people think they go to the show now. Like I had my uh, one friend uh, from uh, the gym I go to. Her, she brought two friends. To, I think two weeks ago. And she said, yeah. We can't stop talking about it. this. Is the craziest show we've ever seen in our lives. It's just so many moving parts, and everyone's so good at their what they do. From the coach T to the host to you to the wave to the judges. And I'm like, you should have seen the first eight months. You want wild. <laughs> I mean, each. Like before we let you go, because yeah. I mean, there's I, I could sit here all day and talk about this of course, show, of course. but you know, 
in the first, I think, eight months when we were a little like, uh, we were allowed to uh, run amok up there. Definitely. Uh, but I don't think the comedy store really cared because, you know, there was never a crowd up there. On, right. I don't need, I think the belly room was dark. Oh, totally. Uh, that's, that's how I got the room. Yeah. yeah. There was not literally the, Nothing the room was empty. Yeah. Uh, and that, so I, I think the story basically said, hey, they're up there. Let them do their thing. Exactly. Uh, just for, you know, if two white comics were battling, uh, they got one N word each. <laughs> yeah. What's that word, world? I can't say it. I, w- I really wish <laughs> Should we get I Jeremy could. Paul in here or, or Carlos Herrera? I, I never the, forget. Uh, hey, there I am on TV. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I've got the best N word story of the first time I heard the word. Really? Oh, it is. It's so funny because it's so innocent and true, but I, I can't say the word. I'll I, say I, it. Okay. Set me up for it. How about say it? Right, here's I'll, I'll say so it. you'll know when to step in. So. By the way, it's the third time that this word will be said on your podcast. But you could say it. I'm proud to be the uh, third the third nigger to say it. So, oh, there we go. <laughs> well, we don't even have to get to the story now. <laughs> so I was playing golf at Bel Air Country Club. I was a pretty good golfer for a 13-year-old who never practiced. And, uh, you know, just played and just hit the ball and I had no form. No, I took lessons from every golf pro up there. They basically got rid of me. They said, dude, you're unteachable. <laughs> Cause I had a crazy swing. Like yeah. I, I, I only took a half swing, but I could kill the ball. This is golf. Yeah, this is golf. <laughs> and so, uh, one day I shot bogey golf on the front nine of Bel Air country club from the men's tees. Shout out to Bel Air Country Club. Yep. I God, I wish I would. They well, I don't think they had they had out of 900 members one black member. So Tiger uh, Woods. Uh, no, it was a lawyer. Oh, okay. Tiger they Woods. wouldn't let Michael Jordan join. Really? So like the next day, he just was like fuck you guys and joined like nine different country clubs. Uh Wow, I thought this black lawyer in was a Cochran. Uh no, no. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just some black dude. Okay. Just, just, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was such a racist place looking back. I said, "Dad, are there any Jews here?" He's like, "None that admitted." Oh uh, man. And so I sh- I shoot bogey golf. I I ran home and my uncle was there, Uncle Jim, and I said, "Uncle Jim, I just shot bogey golf on the front nine at Bel Air from the men's tees." And he looks at me and goes, "Earl, that's nigger golf." Now, not knowing what that word meant, I thought it was a compliment. So the next day, <laughs> I go down to the caddy yard, which because they're all black. I mean, maybe one or two white guys, but it's probably I'm standing in a room of like 18 blacks, one white guy, one Mexican. And where's this again? At Bel Air Country Club. Okay. And uh, I'm at, I'm like, guys, guys, hey man, and they love me because my uncle and dad were both huge tippers, nice. big tippers. Uh, I'm like, hey, my uncle Jim. He told me yesterday I shot nigger golf and uh, the biggest, blackest caddy there, Black Ray. Uh, he's about six four, maybe 500 pounds. Uh, he said, Earl, we love your uncle. We love your dad. But don't ever say that word again. I'm like, why not? <laughs> dad, I've never said that word again. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, 46. <laughs> No, I was 13. Also, yeah, you were 13 years old. That was the first time you heard it. Okay. And then, like, literally the week later, in one of my favorite movie scenes ever, I'm watching Escape from Alcatraz at the Century City Plit Theater. I'm by myself, and there's a scene in Escape from Alcatraz where Clint Eastwood, he's in jail for the first time. Yeah. And he walks up the stairs where all the blacks are sitting. 
Now, with each step, there's fewer and fewer blacks. Right. Until he gets to the top. And he looks at the main black guy. We'll do the same thing. Okay. He looks at the main black guy, stares at him for a second, starts walking down the stairs, and the, the leader stops him and goes, Now, there's two reasons you didn't sit next to me. Either you're scared or you just hate niggers. Clint Eastwood looks at him, walks back up the stairs, sits right next to him and goes, yeah, I just hate niggers. And that was my introduction to the N-word. <laughs> Clint Eastwood, guy, he, he does love that racism in his movies. Gran Torino. Yeah, baby. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that, but that getting back to the roast, but, you know, that's how wacky the roast battle used to be. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think there was that one show where it was Nate Craig, Great, I wish he would do it more. Yeah, dude, I love uh, Nate. And uh, I think it was Alex Hooper. I might be wrong. And then uh, this was when you guys. Oh, uh, that was Rich Slayton versus Alex Hooper. No, Nate Craig was. Uh, it was a battle where Nate Craig was on. Because this is when you guys used to go to us to judge as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, the great Whitney Rice was my partner in crime. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I forget who. I think it might have been Jeff. Well, haters or house racers, who'd you guys like in that battle? And Whitney, who's beautiful and funny, she looks at Nate Craig and said, well, I guess we have to give it to Nate because he dresses the most like a nigger. And the room blew up. I mean, just blew up. Uh, and, and I guess there was a black blogger behind us, yeah. uh, unbeknownst to us. And then I think Alex Hooper. Yeah. And the Rich Slayton uh, battle. That was it. That's when the, uh, the nigger pussy uh, came up. Yeah. That, and then Craig gas. Oh yeah. Uh, saying yeah, the all nigger wave. Yeah. So you had in, in a span of about 10 minutes, the, a hard ER version of, of the N word, not the GGA and, uh, just the worst, uh, episode to do it on with a black blogger, uh, sitting behind the house, hate racist tape. Right, right. The whites, whites only, only section. Yeah. I miss that. Which I love. Well, I don't, uh, I knew in New York, that was a disaster sitting <laughs> in front of 800 people at the whites only table. And <laughs> the first joke was kind of a, it's still, I love the joke, uh, but it did not do well. Uh, what was the joke? Um, I think Jeff and Jeff and you are great at setting me up or what, you know, what, I mean, I think it, it's going to be me alone now, but like yes. when I have partners, uh, great at setting us up for a home run line, it's like, Hey, house races, how was your flight in? I'm like, Oh, it was great. We waved uh hello to Leslie Jones at the top of the empire state building. Oh, so good. And one white guy in the front row laughing. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long show. <laughs> Real long show. But, uh, you know, I say this every week. I think it's a good way to uh, not wrap up, but, you know, start the conclusion of this episode. Okay. Uh, if you think it's easy to do a roast battle, <laughs> you got Moses Z. How do they contact you, Moses? Hey, man, you just Facebook, Facebook? me, Brian Moses. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me if you want a roast battle. If you yeah, if you think it's so easy to do, have an opponent in mind. I'll find you a date. It's not that hard. And every now and then, if you think it's easy to hate, uh, there's gonna be an open seat right next to me. Try it. <laughs> two and a half years, I've done it. You might have one week where you do good. Do it for two and a half years. Professional. Yeah.
So when I'm in Montreal getting paid, <laughs> you can watch on Periscope and give me feet. No, I'm just kidding. What if I really was like that? But, <laughs> but it ain't. It's not easy doing what you do. A lot of pressure on you. You know. I. I mean. I got the best seat in the house. I mean, I literally do. I'm just. I'm just conducting up there. I mean, I'm the, I'm I'm the point guard. I'm just passing the ball to all all these great scorers. I mean, I got Dominique Wilkins. You know, just fucking thunder dunking on my neck. You know, I got. Jordan on my right, you know, pulling sketches out of his ass. You know, I got Jeff Ross up there. Just, I mean, it's I've got the, I've got the best seat. I've got the funniest people in the world at my feet. So. It really is. I mean, it, it's like, and it wouldn't work if any of us were ball hogs, right? And you'd think with, uh, with the the rewards of the show, like, oh my god, Comedy Central's at, before they, you know, came on board. Like, I knew yeah. they were there a lot. And, yeah, and they Jeff, scouted a long time. Yeah, I mean, they. Uh, you'd think any of us would be like, "This is my time to be a star." You, right. you know, I'm gonna cut off Moses and get this joke out, or you know, vice versa. Uh, I'm gonna cut off Earl, and and it's like we all support each other, and that's why the show's on the air. Well, I see a lot of shows, maybe not a lot, but I see a fair amount of shows that could have been big, but yeah. everyone's in it for themselves. And I mean, I can't believe they're, dude. I, I when the when the deal first came, I was like, okay, it's a one hour. You know, or it's, oh, it's a special. Oh, cool. We'll get an hour. They may air it. They may not. You know what I mean? Like like any pilot or any fucking thing you yeah. shoot. You know what I mean? Dude, I mean, we're, this is, this isn't a pilot. This is a four, this is a four episode miniseries. And the last one is live. And I think that's, I, I think it's crazy. <laughs> it is cra- live. I, I mean, I, dude, I, we are raw. We're dangerous. I, I don't know if you want to do us live. That sensor is going to be on overload. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, I guess the final point is, you know, be uh be a team player and things happen you know all you palming bastards out there in it for yourself uh you know this show is a direct uh the success of this show is a direct relation to we all work together you know and and at the end of the day uh you know we're all going to get good stuff i i've gotten good stuff out of it uh tyler the creator uh you know hooked me up because you know i didn't know who he was and i think i said some pretty un you know things cross the line <laughs> he loves that shit though yeah but i didn't know who he was so yeah. I'm like you know i, I mean felt- listen you're the same guy when we come back from montreal sitting next to kendrick lamar had no idea you were sitting next to kendrick lamar well i was not in the right mental state of mind <laughs> to be sitting in the back with you guys so uh Rose had some first class as he does well no i just i was not in the best mood uh to to many extraneous circumstances right uh so i did i just gotta sit by myself and uh i had no idea who kendrick lamar was he kept looking at me like he's like who's this guy because <laughs> i had on my uh, adidas pharrell uh, like polka dot uh, yeah. shoes on and leather pants and uh, uh, uh he loved your shit i bet uh you know i mean uh when i went to see tyler the creator after the show he was talking to gerard carmichael and gerard sees the show a lot too he loves yeah. it yeah shout out to gerard uh yeah he's he's like so nice you're like this guy can't be real but right uh, like, <laughs> but he is man like, he really he really is he is the most he's sweet genuine nice. i there's nobody nicer in stand-up comedy or the right. world of comedy than probably jamar or uh, gerard yeah, jamar too. yeah but gerard gerard in particular he is just Man, he's made of nice and just sweet and perfect. But you just, you think, uh, this guy, it's got to be fake. Like, there's so many Palmers up at right. the comedy stores. 
you know, hey, Earl, great set. Uh, dude, I haven't gone on yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, but he's just amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's neat to have him involved in the show. Yeah. And uh, so just work hard, guys. And uh, what outside of Roast Battle, you got you, your stand-up is, uh, you know, you're killing it there, too. Is, do you find it? Do you, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Now, I found that the, the Roast Battle in some ways helped my stand-up. But it uh, not, I don't want to say hurt, but it uh, maybe made my stand-up into that style <laughs> that wasn't my stand-up style. Has your stand-up changed because of the the energy of the show? Because uh, you're likable in right. your stand-up. I mean, I feel like I'm more likable on as a, as a host on stage for the uh, the roast battle. I, my my stand-up, I think, in a sense, because I think Michael Costa told me this. He was like, oh. yeah, he was like. Uh, He's like, you're doing too much crowd work. You're like, you're doing too much of that. Like, you're getting out of your material too much. You know, like, stick with it. If you want to, if you want it to grow, stay with it. He's like, but you, I, I, I do in a sense, like, I kind of get out of that. And be, you know, I'm a little more interactive with the crowd. And I think that's because of the roast battle, because I'm such a host on that thing. Right. I, 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 I lose that mode sometimes. I, I still, I feed up the energy, and I want the energy in my in my stand up sets, but I force it too much, and it makes me unlikable. I don't think so at all, but... Uh, no, I've noticed it. I mean, like, it, and it happens. I mean, like, if, you know, he's telling me, he's a friend of mine, so it's like, I'm, I'm glad he would tell me that. But yeah, I, I think it has changed. I don't know if it's for the better, but yeah, it's definitely changed me as a comic. Yeah, I mean, Tripoli was telling me uh, the other night, dude, you should uh, just do your stand-up like you do the hater. And uh, I'm like, are you trying to get me fucking Not killed? <laughs> you got any fucking mind? I'm not going right. to go up there and start throwing out racial bombs and and zingers but yeah. uh, it's like jesus christ man yeah like larry the cable guy just make the whole thing your fucking act yeah i mean it's a fucking uh, character you yeah. idiots you think i'm really racist and go home and watch roots and then you have it on right now actually. yeah well there he is obama <laughs> there he is speak of the devil but I, I voted for him on 24 nice but jesus. uh jesus christ i mean uh, the white house trump 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 build that fucking wall build that wall baby haiti wants the wall built now that he's a citizen his attitudes change real fast <laughs> oh fuck all right well moses where can people find you on twitter uh i'm at race banning on twitter at roast battle for the roast battle uh instagram at verbal boxing and what's the uh verbal violence the podcast yeah just go to verbalviolence.tv or the death squad network we're on either or and that uh, verbal violence is the uh the roast battle podcast and uh tumblr do they uh is that yeah, that's, that's on the uh, the website now, the verbalviolence.tv. All right, and this is a you know this has basically been a roast battle uh, centric uh, episode. I don't know who you have to thank, but you know a shout out to the behind the scenes players, you know okay. who don't get a lot of love. Josh Martin, uh, Josh Martin, uh, Kenny Lyon. It, without them, it doesn't start. Josh Meyerowitz, Josh Meyerowitz, Jay Light, Jay Light, Frank uh, Castillo. Uh, for, I mean, uh, so our first DJ was Frank Castillo. Yeah, I mean that's cool. yeah, I mean that's how. This show is evil. Coach T. Uh, Coach T. Uh, Josh Waldron. Josh Waldron, Pat Barker, Keith Carey. Those guys all now write the uh, the roast report uh, with, with Jay Lights, the senior editor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many people to thank. There's so many. There's, there's Yeah, the, the list goes on. I mean, Jeff all, Ross. Jeff uh, Ross, Adam Eagott for allowing me to fucking have the room. You know, yeah. Eric Anderson, uh, the GM of the comedy store for, you know, for being such a champion about it and loving it. Uh, David Pierce, the lawyer. He's great for it. Uh, gosh, who else? Erica Mills. Yeah, I mean, Erica's awesome. I mean, yeah, uh, David Ryan, Pierce man. for his uh, social skills alone. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jeez, that yeah. guy's the biggest cock blocker yeah. since cock block. You know, uh, Jamar, Neighbors, Jeremiah Watkins, Willie Hunter, Haiti, Jan, whatever his last name is. Eve St. Joseph. Yeah, Eve St. Joseph, yeah. Uh, yeah, all those guys for making the uh, the all nigga wave what it is. And uh, yeah, every judge who's been there and, and fucking helps us out, man, it's like it's it's a machine, and I appreciate everybody who's who's participated and helped in the community project that yeah, is the roast yeah. battle. There's, I mean, like we could sit here another twenty minutes and thank the Sklar brothers, Costa, right? Uh, you know, uh, Burr, Silverman, Attell, Chappelle, I mean, uh, <laughs> John Mayer, uh, you know, Tyler the Creator, fucking yeah, Chelsea Peretti, uh, Nikki Glazer. Eleanor Kerrigan, Leslie Jones. You know, yeah, I mean it's Jim uh, Carrey, you know, uh, Brett Ratner. I mean, uh, and all the haters, Connor, Keith, right. Pat Barker, Cena, Omid, uh, Tom Goss, Omid, yeah, Kim uh, Congdon, Gene Whitney, Kim Congdon, Joe Whitney Dosh, yeah. uh, George Perez. I mean, you know, and, you know, right. the roasters. I mean, without without the backbone of the show being the roasters, the show isn't what it is. So thank I want to thank everybody because it's not an easy thing to get in that ring that stage in front of all your peers when it ridicule and hear you be ridiculed and you're in front of your, your, your heroes who are fucking, you know, doing the same thing. So shout out to balls of steel, man. Good job. Yeah. Whether you're bad, I almost respect the bad battlers more because they got to know they're bad and they still do it. <laughs> you know, right then it's, it's instant feedback, you know, a good battler, you know, the, the, the Olivia's, the keys, the Joe's, uh, the, the Pats, Leah K. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a, I, I wouldn't say I'm a roaster. I'm more of a performance artist. Yeah. I don't think anyone will remember one joke I told. But oh, uh, the one about uh, well, the Olivia? Yeah. <laughs> Olivia's breath. Uh, I mean, that was, the, you know, but I mean, I think everyone would admit, and I have no problem admitting this, Olivia's jokes were better than mine. Keith's jokes were better than mine. But I think if I... The and humble roast battle champion, Earl Skakel. Well, no, I think that I... Uh, like Leah Kajanian's jokes are, uh, like, unbelievable. How she could, like, turn an obscure reference mm -hmm. into, like, the most cutting zinger on you. And, right. And, and, and Alex Hooper, Pat Barker, Omid Singh. Right. Uh, I don't think I... I'm, I'm a yeah. performer, baby. Yeah, you're the best. I'm like the kiss of roast battle. Damn right. I tell you a roast joke right now. You might laugh, you might not. <laughs> but you see me do it live. And that's the real deal. Come get him, Ziggler. So, Ziggler, anyone in the top 10? If you're, by the way, if you're roaster number 11 through 50, don't bother. <laughs> think about it. There's someone out there I really want to battle. They'll come at the right time. That I know. <laughs> Brian Moses, I thank you for giving me a part of the show. Jason Reitman, Jeff Ross, I thank you guys for being mentors to me and many of the hundred lost souls you've given hope to and to every ex-girlfriend out there. You thought the grass was greener, but it's shit brown. Suck on that. <laughs> <laughs>